0: Kedushin Zain we saw in the Mishnah yesterday that the Sefa of the Mishnah mentioned the case of a man who gives to a woman some dates and he says bizo u bezo, u bezo. he keeps putting another date down in front of her another date down in front of her each one of them is worth less than a sh- less than however by the time he finishes if all the dates together are worth at least a peruta. She is mikudeshet, because even though he's giving them separately, he said them in one formula. Hadet u and she's waiting till the end. Then that's fine. However, the very end of the mishnah qualifies that, and that right now we're following the opinion of the Ameh, who says that the last statement is qualifying. That uh, that one right before, that says if she ate them as he's putting b'zoh and she eats it Bezo and she eats it. This is a problem because by eating it now it's gone and uh, she's not yet it with those because he didn't finish his act of giving it. He didn't even finish his act of state of his statement um, because he's still talking. He's still saying bezo or b'zoh. So he's not ready to um uh, yet finish his uh, his giving so she can't yet acquire uh, all this and instead by eating it she's actually creating a loan that because you're gonna have to give it back and therefore if she eats them all along the way, she is only Mikodesh if the last one by itself is a Because then with the last one that he gives her, he finishes his statement, he finishes his act of giving, and now he says, okay, now what do you say? All the ones that she ate already are just alone. This one, if she takes it and accepts it, then she is Mikodeshet, otherwise not. That's what we discussed yesterday. Now, Amar Rava. Lo damar la bezo o bezo o bezo. Rava says, by eating them, that could cause a problem only if you use a formula of separating, of elongating the giving by saying, here, take this one and take this one and take this one, then eating them in the middle is going to turn all those into loans, unusable, and we ha- it's only good if the last one has Shaveh Piduta. However, if the husband, the man, said uh, with these and then hands them and then puts them one by one and she's eating them as he puts it on table she eats it that's okay as long as of all of them put together why? Because he said one formula, and he finished he, he, it, with all of them. He included everything in one word, and so he finished his formula, and so, and now he's giving them to her, and so everything that she takes is hers, and therefore, if she's eating, she's eating of her own food, All right, That's fine. It's not considered alone in that case because it's not an elongated giving um because the elongation of the giving depends on the statement if he says bizarre oh i'm not finished yet bizarre i'm not finished yet so she can't yet accept because he's not finished so then you have to wait till the end and all the ones you shape before are alone but if he says beelu all of these that i'm going to give you then she can eat them all uh, and they still add up to a uh, to be one peruta that is rava's chidush and now we're going to support Rav from a rava from a baraita so this following is a bit long and uh, has a few cases, but it's more or less uh, uh, repeating the laws of the Mishnah. It's expanding a bit. So a man says, Be uh, sanctified unto me with an acorn, a pomegranate, and a nut. Or he says, be Mikodesh to me with these, you know, and then he gives her all these three items. In either of those cases, as long as the three together or that's fine right because he included all of them in the giving uh but if not then uh, she's not mekudeshet but if he says so actually this language is the same if he says with this and he gives her gives her one item with this and gives her another item and so on and puts them on the table and she doesn't eat them they're just there then also we can count them all together now why does it say this formula, bezo, bezo separately from the Be'elu, since it's actually the same exact law that you can count them all together. The reason is because the following, the next case, is um, an exception is, is only going to be an exception in the Bezo, not the Be'elu. If he says, Bezo, netalatu v'achalatu, Bezo, netalatu v'achalato, if, however, he says "be to me with this item and she eats it, and then he says "with this" uh, with this item and she eats it, and so on and so forth, she is not unless there is one of them. And uh the way we explained it in the Mishnah is the last one has to have a shave Peruta, and that would only be true if it's Bezo, Bezo, okay now that's why it separates it off it's that's not true if it's with Be'elu because Be'elu she can eat them all so basically the proof is going to be from the fact that these are in fact there the Baraita separates Be'elu with two from Bezo, Bezo, Bezo. and only in the Bezo, Bezo. Does it say, eating them will be a problem? Okay, so, but that's what the Gemara is going to say and parse out exactly what each case is referring to. Hi, Ba'alon berimon begoz hechidami. So, what exactly, how is the case when he says, be uh, sanctified to me with this acorn, pomegranate, and nut? Ilam adamala o bealon, o berimon, o begoz. If he means to say, any of these, this or this, or this, and then can you add them all together? And then it's He says, or. So then if it's this or this or this, then one of them has to be a shave peruta by itself. So that can't be the case. So if he means this and this and this, Plus well, the same as that case of bezo bezo bezo. So why would it say why is it saying it separately up there? Rather it must mean that he said beelu all of these together. He didn't actually uh, say the acorn, the pomegranate, and the nut. He actually said, here, all of these. So he meant it all in one shot. Wait a second, but that already also is mentioned that case. So that means that the very first case is not Be'elu. So you see, like, we don't know what to do with this case because it can't be or, it can't mean uh, this after this after this. It can't mean all of them together because th- those are already addressed. So, what is this talking about? And simple answer: In fact, the second clause is explaining the first clause If a man does Kiddushin to a woman with an acorn a pomegranate and a nut, and how does he do it? What formula does he say? He says, Bimikodesha to me with these," and then hands her each of them. Um, then that the rest of the law follows through that you count them all together. All right, good. We clarify that now the katani safa bizo de talatu va khalatu ve im im yespa khat men shav piruta mikodeshet ve im lav ena mikodeshet so regarding the very last case when he gives her one thing and says bizo and she eats it and so on um if one of them has a, is a shav piruta then that's good and we explain to mean that has to be the last one now the loresha la kamaflek beno helta manahat but the resha when he says beelu. Over there, it does not separate between a case where she eats it or he places it down on the table, right? How come the last distinction of eating it versus placing it is only a distinction in the Bezo formula and not the Elu formula? We can learn that anytime the man says in Elu all these uh, following these things, these Following things I give you, Mikadesha to me. If he says that, and then and she eats them while he's passing him to her, that's okay, right? Because she's consuming what's hers. He finished his formula, now I'm giving you the item, and she's okay. She's taking it as he's giving it. That's not alone because he finished his formula and now he's giving, so she can eat and take the things that are hers already. There, there are now hers and so it's not alone but she is simply uh, consuming what is her and even the ones that she already ate add, uh, are included and add up to the things that she then gives her to make up a peruta shema'mina that's exactly what Ravah said All right, good. This is fine. This reading of the B'raita works well according to the one who interpreted the Mishnah, that the last line of the Mishnah about eating is modifying the immediately previously clause of the Bezoh, Bezoh, Bezoh. And when it says, as long as one of them is Shavet that has to mean it's the last one. That's Shavet Peduta, since he gives it serially, and he's still talking, so the ones before are just alone, and only the last one is the one that counts, and that's what has to be Shavet Peduta. You'll have to say that for the B'dayta as well. That's all one explanation. Ella le rabbush mel damerat are shakae veochelet istericha le hacha kelale kahashib perateh la kahashib coined to rabbin Shmuel, If you remember, they interpreted the mishnah uh that the last clause about eating is modifying actually the first clause the first clause is when a man says separate formulas he and gives her one and then he says again he bit bit, uh, bezo and gives her another date so over here he's saying separate formulas and he he puts uh, in the in the resha he puts it down Right, and so in that in that case, in one of them has to be peduta You can't add them together because he's saying separate formulas. That was the Resha. According to Raven Shimoel, the very last case of eating modifies that and says, If she ate each one also, even then I might have thought otherwise that since uh, that she is benefiting immediately, I might have thought that even if they one of the, one of them is they're all less than a shave maybe because her gratification is immediate, she gives herself over with that gratification, even though it's less than a peruta, and she is Mikudeshet, I might have thought that. And that's why the seif asked to come and say, no, uh, uh, the, if none of them are sheveh Puruta and it's no good, if one of them is a sheveh Puruta, then that's okay. Separate formulas, and one of them is sheveh Puruta, any one of them, then that's okay. And this interpretation doesn't have to be the last one that he gives her, any of them would be fine. Okay, that's how Rav and Shemuel explained the Mishnah. But that only works for the Mishnah because the Mishnah mentioned a case where they say, where she says separate formulas. He says separate formulas. However, and here in the Brahita, haha, hashev, all the cases in the Braita or when he says one formula and he says either be'elu or bezo 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 and none of the none of them, pedate, laka the doesn't mention any particular formulas. So there's no there's no way to say the same interpretation that you said for the Mishnah, that the sefa is talking about separate formulas, and that's where she eats it, and, and his media gratification. And that's what has to come to teach us. No, even with the media gratification, you still have to have a shaved peruta. You cannot possibly say the explanation for the braita, because the braita doesn't have a clause with separate formulas. Okay, that's a problem. And the answer is This, baraita could be an opinion of rabi. Rabbi says in a different context that when someone says multiple words, we consider it as if it's completely separate formulas. And so in this case, even when he says Bezo uh, Bezo, we consider it as if he's saying Hitkachili Bezo period Hitkachili Bezo and uh, therefore uh, the B would say, even in the Braita the, uh, the last clause is, can in fact be uh, uh, modifying and saying not only when you put it down each time and it's uh, with separate formulas, one of them has to be shave piruta, even if she eats it. Uh, Right away, where you might think there's instant gratification, even there it's no good. So, even though the Braitha doesn't have an explicit formula of hit kachili bezo, period, hit kachili bezo, the B will treat it, um, will treat the bezo bezo as if it were separate formulas. Okay, now what's the source? Where does the B say something similar? He said it in the context of uh, of sacrifices, korbanot, and different ways to disqualify it. Uh, Kohen, while he's making a sacrifice, has to have proper intention. And there's two ways he can have improper intention. If he's doing one of the activities, like uh, collecting the blood or sprinkling the blood, and he has in mind that he's going to eat a kazait of this sacrifice, outside of its outside the time boundaries right after however however you know if it's uh if he's allowed to eat it till that night and next morning he has in mind that he's going to eat it in two days so he's having in mind even if he doesn't actually eat it into it doesn't matter what he actually does he can't even have in mind that he will eat it after two days if he has that in mind while he's making the sacrifice it's called pigul and that's an issue that's very serious if he has in mind that he's going to eat it outside the physical boundaries of the Bet HaMikdash and it's Kodesh Kodashim, he has to eat it in the Bet HaMikdash, um, then that is also disqualified, but it's not Pigul, it's not Isur Karet, it's not as severe. Okay, so now here's the thing, Beth Pigul, it's only going to be Pigul if otherwise it is a good sacrifice. Therefore, if in the, ca- in the case where he says two separate statements, first he says, I'm going to eat this outside of its place. Now, that this thing already became disqualified. If after that he also thinks, I'm going to th- eat this outside of its time, it's not pigul, since with the first statement, he already made it disqualified as a, as a korban. And only a qualified korban can become pigul if you uh, have in mind Uh, to eat it outside of its time. Uh, The other way around, if he says uh, outside of time first, then it definitely is pigul. Okay, so everybody would agree that if it's two separate statements, like kezayit, outside of its place, and then kezayit, outside of its time, then that would be two separate statements, and it would not be pigul. Or the other way around, if he says outside of its time first, that's old and outside of his place, well that doesn't, that's uh, already a lower level. However, if he says both in one statement, connected with an and in between, then according to all the other opinions, we treat them all together. And if he says, I intend to eat this after it's time and outside the place, or outside the place and after the time, we put them together and the outside the place makes it disqualified and cancels out the pigul because part of the statement is outside the place, so it's already going to be disqualified and doesn't matter the order, the and, and with the and we treat them uh, together and there's not pigul. The B, however, disagrees and he says, kezayit u'chezayit will have the same effect as if it were two separate statements. And even though he said, uh, uh, he, even though he said and in between, if the first one was outside place, And he said, I'm going to eat this outside place and outside time. Uh, So the outside place came first. We treat that as a separate statement. And that's it. It's already disqualified. And then the second statement, separate. And it's already disqualified. So the PQL does not apply. So the point is here that whether he says two separate statements or one statement with an and in between we treat it as if it's two separate statements and therefore we uh, say that the B would say the same thing here even though he's saying hit katshili bizarre or we treat it as if it's two separate hit statements next Rav says that if a man gives a loan to a woman, okay, he gave her a loan, and then later he says, I want to be mikudeshet to you with that loan that I gave you, it's no good. Why? Because loans are given to be spent. When, uh, if I give you money for a loan, then that's it. That money becomes yours for the duration of the loan. And let's say it's uh, for one year. In one year, yes, you have to pay me. But during that time, I have no access to that money. It's not mine at all. It's not like a lawnmower that I that I lend you, right? I say here, you can use my lawnmower uh, for uh, till next month. It's my lawnmower. You just have a right to use it. That's not the same with money. I have no connection to that money. While I give it to you, I give it to you. It's given. It's yours, and so. He, I can't give it while it's uh, while you have it. And so here the man, uh, the Duki Dushin, he has to give something. And so uh, he already gave her the loan. So it's hers. It's in her property. It's hers to spend. That's the point. It's hers to spend. Um, so he can't give it. Once again, and now Rav would probably agree that if he said with the benefit that you have of me forgiving the loan, that would be a different story because she does get, she would get benefit from forgiving the loan. But he's not saying that here. He's saying, "I'm, I'm giving you that money, right? That I only gave you as a loan, but now I'm giving it to you as yours. But the, he, you can't give it again uh, because he doesn't. It's not his." During that time period. Okay, so that's the statement of Rav. You can't do Kiddushin with a loan that you already gave her. Is Rav following one? Rav is an early Amora, but uh, generally he would not take sides with one Tana. So here, this is a question. Is Rav taking sides with one of these Tanaim? This is a very short, but it just says someone who does Kiddushin with a milveh is not Mikudeshit, and others say it is Mikudeshit. So it seems that Rav is saying, he's following the Tanakhama here, and he's disagreeing with this Yeshomrim. So and now what's this? We don't really know the context of this badaita or what they're talking about, but let's assume. Are they not arguing that the first opinion says uh, loans are uh, are for spent for being spent, um spent this is spent money? It's in her hands to to, to do. Or it's in her hands. That's it. It's hers, and therefore you cannot give it as a as kidushin. Whereas the second opinion, it says Mikodesha thinks um, it is not for, is not to be spent. I gave it. I gave this to you, but let's say you still have it there in your house. You didn't go and spend it yet. So I could come and say, wait, that's mine, right? And so you know what? I'm gonna give it to you now, and I uh, I still have it. Still my money, even though I gave it to you as a loan. But still, the lender still has a connection to it, so I can give it. That would be the second opinion. So uh, is Rav taking sides of one Tana against another? So we say, no, but he's, but I can't be. Because the continuation of that Braita, I when the Gemara doesn't give us the whole Braita. So we have no way we can figure this out on our own. We probably still couldn't anyway. Um, so they, the Sefa of the Braita says that both of these opinions agree, even though they disagree whether you can use it for Kidushin or not, they agree that you can buy, let's say, a field in this manner. If I lend you a thousand dollars, now it's in your hands, right? And now I come and say, listen, I really like to buy your field. Instead, of, I'm not going to pay you more money. I want to buy it with that loan that I already gave you and now we're not just talking about the monetary transfer we also uh, want to effectuate the transfer with money you can effectuate transfer of, of land with money but there has to be money transferred but in this case I already gave you the loan and um and uh, if you say that milve lehotza anitna, um, that's already spent, then in what way would it be possible? Because this paraita says everyone agrees, even the Tanakama, that says you can't do Kiddushin, agrees that you can acquire a field in this way. But if the Tanakama thinks that a loan is given to be spent, so then I know I'm not giving you anything uh, in addition. In order to be able to acquire the field, so that can't possibly be the meaning of this beraita. That can't be the reasoning behind the tanakama. So actually, we must be talking about a different thing altogether. Amar of Nachman, huna mukim la ahore. Inspector of Nachman said that Rav Huna, our colleague, explained this Braita that's talking about a completely different case, I'm not talking about a regular loan that Rav uh, was talking about. It's talking about a case where a husband says, "Be Kodesha to me with this 100 dinar, and he gives her 99 dinar. He says, listen, I'm a little short, sorry about that, right? What a romantic proposal, right? Uh, listen, I'll, 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 I owe you one. Or now, is that good? One of the opinions of Nebraita says that she's going to be embarrassed to ever come back and say, Oh, remember that one, you know, remember we did Kiddushin and you still owed me one more dollar or you never paid me? She's going to be embarrassed. And therefore, she's not going to agree at this point to actually give herself to Kiddushin because... She's never going to go and collect it, even though that that one is a loan. So that's what it's talking about here, uh, when it says "Mikdash We're talking about a loan that's created at the time that he gives her ninety-nine, but is missing one. Says, "I'll owe you one." So that kind of loan, she's not going to. Uh, she's not going to collect it, and therefore. It's an invest. She's gonna be embarrassed to collect it, and therefore it's an invalid loan. Whereas the other opinion says she won't be embarrassed. Right? She'll say, "Oh yeah, you owe me one," and she's gonna make sure that you know, the next week she's gonna say, "Remember, where's where's my one dinar that you owe me?" So since she really knows that she is that won't be embarrassed, and she will collect it. Therefore, it is a valid Kiddushin. That's what talking about, and we're not talking about the case of Rav, where he gave her all the money as a loan, and then he says, Okay, I want to go and uh, give it. It's a different, different case completely. Hold on, what about what Rabbi El Azar said? He talked about a case where uh, the man says, Be Mikodesha to me with this hundred dinar, and, but he gives her only one. He says, listen, the other 99 I'll owe you. And the Biel says says, it's a good Kiddushin. He just has to make sure to fill to finish the rest. He has to give her the rest eventually, but as long as he does, it will have been a good Kiddushin. So, is Rabbi al azad following only one opinion in the Baraita, uh, one of the Tanaim? That's a question. He's not supposed to follow only one, and the answer is, Amre, Manecha said, This case is different from the other one. If it's missing only one, then she'll be embarrassed to come and Be so nitpicky! Oh, you forgot the one dollar, right? And she's gonna not wanna collect it, and therefore, it's actually not a good kiddushin because she doesn't mind that you know I'm never gonna collect it. So that's no good. But if it's missing ninety nine, then she she won't be embarrassed, right? She only got one. Hey, where's the other ninety nine? So she knows she's gonna she's gonna have confidence to go and make sure to collect that. So then it is a valid kiddushin, and everybody would agree with that case of Rabbi El Azar. We now challenge Rav's opinion from a different Baraita. Again, Rav, who said that uh, one cannot do Kiddushin with a loan. So a man tells a woman, you be Mikudset to me with this item that I have in, uh, that I, um, Put in your possession to hold on for me. I don't know. Let's say it's a chocolate bar. All right. I said, hold this chocolate bar for me. And uh, then uh, they go and find that it has been stolen or lost. So now there was no picadon. So what's the law? If there's something left that's worth a shaveh peruta, maybe um, a lot of the uh, chocolate bar magically went missing, mysteriously. Right? It was stolen or lost, but there's still a square left that's worth a peruta, then the Kiddushin is good, because you don't have to have the whole picadon, as long as it's peruta worth But If the entire chocolate bar is gone, then certainly there's no Kiddushin. He didn't give her anything. Okay. However, regarding loan, even if there is nothing left there, the Kiddushin is good. So this is strange, because according to this opinion, you can do Mikidushin with a loan. The loan that I gave you, even though there's no money there, I gave you the $100, you went, you spent it all, and I say, Bimikodeja to me, with this loan, that's okay. This is certainly against Rav. Now, there's another opinion here. The Bishimon says, No, it's the same law as Pikadon. If there's nothing left, no cash left, and you spent it all, then it's no good. But if there's still a dollar left, you spent 99, but there's still a dollar of what I gave you left, then it's okay. Okay, so that. Is a little bit more understandable. But here's the problem Right, so here that we see that they do argue. There's an argument here between Tanakama and uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar um, uh, that regarding a loan, one opinion says even though there's nothing there, it's no good. And the other one says no, if there's something there left, it's okay. Otherwise, not. But the point is that everyone agrees, in one case or another, that you can do kiddushin with a loan. And so, this is a problem for Rav. How are we going to answer this? Wait, is this a validated Baraita? It's not. It's messed up. Uh, baraita, there's lots of tr- oral traditions, but you can't just accept any, right? Because they, they remember it differently and they have to go through a validation process. We have to make sure, is this the correct text? And it turns out, this is not the correct text of the Breita. And here's how we know. We're going to prove that the Braita as is, doesn't make sense. Because what kind of deposit would this be? If the she assumed financial responsibility for it, she says, listen, if anything happens to it, I will pay you. Well, then that's the same as a loan, because a loan is the same thing. If I give you $100, you have to give it back to me no matter what. If you lose the money, get stolen, you still have to pay me back. And so then it would be the same law on both. And if the Picadon is talking about a case where... She did not accept upon herself responsibility. I'll hold it for you, but if anything happens, uh, it's not my problem. If so, then instead of, in the in the Baraita, making a distinction between Picadon and Milve, which is a completely different case, you can make a distinction within Picadon itself. It's always better to make a, 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 a distinction in the law that's closer together, so you could show, right, oh, this small difference uh, uh, condition will have will have uh, will change the law right instead of bringing cases that are far apart and therefore in the sefer should have said eh, uh regarding milveh. Right, instead of the Sefa saying and regarding a milveh, even if there's nothing left it's uh, uh, even if there's nothing left Mikodesh the Kidushin is good which is what Tanakama says right that instead you can make a distinction within Pikadon uh, and say when is that true uh, that there has to be something left when he didn't uh, accept upon himself responsibility but if he did accept upon himself responsibility because that's the same as the case of milveh, then you can say even though there's nothing left uh, it will be Mikodesh so you wouldn't have to say, um case of Bikadon and Milveh, uh, you could make a distinction between Milveh. Rather, you have to change around the words and explain and validate the B'raita with these words. We have to actually change it to the opposite. Regarding a Milveh, even if um, there is something left, it's no good because a milveh, right, is uh, made uh, It's made for for for, for uh, spending. Even if part of it's there, even if the whole thing's there, it doesn't matter. I can't give it to you because it's already given to you to to be spent, and so a milveh is no good. So according to this new version of the Brayta, it actually agrees. Tanakama certainly agrees with Rav that you cannot do kiddushin with a milveh. Good. Rabbi Shimon ben Lazaro harehi ke picadon. palge. in that said that the law of a loan is the same as picadon. If there's something left, then it's okay. And so milve also, if there's some money left from what I gave you, what the man gave to the woman as a loan, and still a dollar left, then it is a good uh, it is a good um, uh, kiddushin now let's analyze the statement we might come get, what's the essence of their argument Kami Palge. rabbi said i found the rabbis sitting in the bet midrash and they were discussing this very question and they were saying that the machlok between Tanakama and rabbi shema ben elazar was about where, what's the status of a loan? Um, uh, that's not not spent yet. Is it, it? But does it still belong to the lender? And he can retract. And that's the same is true if something happens to it. If it gets lost. That's the uh, essence of the argument. And here's the two sides. The Tanakama thinks that. So we're talking about a case where the lender gave money to the borrower and it's there it's intact he didn't spend it yet and what's the status at that point Um, So the Tanakama says, that's it. That money is in the hands of the borrower and uh, therefore the the lender can't come back and say, I changed my mind. I want it back. That's it. You gave it. You gave it. It's already, he could spend it. He could do whatever he wants. Now that would also mean that if it gets lost or stolen, the lender is responsible, even though the money's right there and he didn't, he didn't uh, spend it yet. Nevertheless, the borrower rather, the borrower didn't spend it yet. Nevertheless, it's in his hands, and just like the lender cannot retract, so to the borrower is fully responsible, no matter what happens. That's what Tanakama says, and for that reason, since the loan was already given, even if it's still there, he if and the the man gives her a loan like that, he cannot say bimikudesha to me with it because he has no access to that anymore. It's already. Uh, hers to spend. Whereas Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar thinks that the loan that's it's still I, I, uh, I'm i the lender and I gave it to this woman Um, uh, she's the borrower and we consider that to be still in my hands she didn't spend it yet it's still there so therefore I can retract and say wait I want my money back because it's still there and that in uh, in consequence would also mean that if it's lost or stolen that the borrower is not responsible right she says, oh, it was there it's yours right I didn't spend it yet and so it would be my loss as the uh, as the lender for that reason since it's still in my hands and let's say I'm the man and she's the woman and I, I even though I gave it to her already but she didn't spend it yet or she didn't spend all of it yet as long as there's something left I can say bimikodesha to me with the with whatever is left from that loan that you still have because technically I could actually re- re- retract it and if it gets lost it's my responsibility so really it's still mine so I am giving you something Okay, good. That's what the other rabbi said uh, in front of Rabbah. However, rabbi said, "No, actually, everyone agrees that if it gets lost or stolen, an accident happens, then the borrower is fully responsible. I say I gave it to him. I gave you. I gave you the money to as a loan. Now you're totally responsible for it." I says I can learn that from lending. Something. If I lend you my lawnmower, right? And the lawnmower, you have to give it back to me intact. Te- you have to give me that very lawnmower. You can't give me a different lawnmower. I, I lent you this one. You can use it, but you have to give me back the same one. And regarding a lawnmower, if it's, if something, if it gets lost or stolen, so you're responsible. And even though you have to give me the back, back the very same one. So all the more so with money where you don't have to give me back the same exact dollar bills. But all the more so, you'll be responsible if something happens to it. Therefore, regarding, uh, being, getting, uh, 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 an accident happening to it, everyone would agree that the borrower is responsible. Rather, the only difference between Tanakama and Abishma bin Lazad is whether the lender can retract, take back that loan, uh, uh before if the uh, borrower has not spent it yet. So such that Tanakama would say, no, I cannot retract. Right, once I gave this money to the borrower, and if let's say it's a woman, um, I gave her, I gave her the money, and even if it's sitting there, I cannot retract anymore. Therefore, if I come and say, Bimikudesh to me with that money, there's uh, no Kiddushin because I have no access to it. It's, a, it's already spent, it's already in your hands. Whereas, according to the Ben El Azar, uh, uh, I can retract, right? I saw it's still really my money. I can take it back. Therefore, if I come and say, Bimikudesh to me with that money or any part of it that's left, that's a good Kiddushin because now I am giving that to you. Question. <laughs> Lo said regarding lending an axe: right? someone borrows an axe from his friend, and let's say the uh, owner of the axe, the giver, wants to take it back, says, "No, no, I need my axe back." So, at what point does it become uh, um, uh, non-returnable? Um, at the at the point that he chops wood. If the borrower started chopping wood with it, that's it. It's acquired for to he, he acquires it. Uh, for the time, whatever, however long he, uh, they agreed to borrow it. And that's it. The guy can't come and say, wait, I need, I need my axe back. But if he didn't yet use it right he just it just um i i put the, uh, the, the i gave you the axe, but you didn't use it yet and say wait i changed my mind i need it then you the borrower do not yet acquire the x so what you see here is that are we saying that Huna is following only one opinion the opinion of rabbi shimon ben el azad that the original owner can um uh, retract his loan um, uh, before it's used. In this case, before it before X is used, which is equivalent to before the money is spent. I can take it back. Is it that we not following only one opinion and the minority opinion at that? And the answer is La ad kan la pelige ella bemilveh de la hadra beaina. Avar bishela de hadra beaina divre ha kol aboin lo bika abo lo kenao. No, the machloket between Tanaka and Rabbi is only regarding money where um, you're not you're you're not expected to give back the same dollar bills that I gave you in any case so in that case there um, Tanaka says well listen you gave it I I gave you the right the the, the bar the lender gave money to the borrower not expecting to get that money back anyway so that's it once you gave it you can't retract that's what Tanaka says that. But regarding lending an actual item, where I'm going to get the same axe back, then everyone agrees. Even Tanaka agrees that if you if you didn't use it yet, then I, can I, then I can retract it. If you did use it, then I can no longer retract it. Baruch Adonai leolam. Amen veamen.